Christian life than going to church and reading your Bible. Ever wondered just how involved God is in your daily life? Then you've come to the right place. Join me, Pastor Tom Marsis and Vicar Dylan Meyer, as we take an in-depth look at applying the scriptures to our daily lives, the Ten Commandments, baptism, Lord's Prayer, and more. Welcome to the Living Faith. Welcome to Living Faith, episode 44, Called to Sainthood. My name is Pastor Tom Mars, a senior pastor of Zion Lutheran Church. And I'm Vicar Dylan Meyer. And we're glad that you're with us as we're continuing our year-long emphasis of living the faith. Last month, for four weeks, we talked about tell the next generation as we uh, dived into Christian stewardship and how it shapes our daily life as believers And now we're getting back into the church year, so to speak, and we're going to talk a little bit about All Saints Day. Now, as we jump into that, as we get started, there's a couple of dates you need to know. First of all, October 31st. Now, in the church, uh, it's often referred to as Reformation Day. Obviously, that's the day that Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses uh, to the door of the Wittenberg Church. Last week, I referred to it as some like the ancient internet, where you get the story out, so to speak. Uh, in the world around us, uh, October 31st is Halloween. Uh, part of that is the kids dressing up and getting candy, but also spooks and goblins and all of that that the world does. Uh, but in the church... Uh, even before Reformation Day, it was known as All Hallows' Eve. And so it was the day or evening before All Saints' Day. So All Saints' Day is November 1st. It was a day in the celebration of the saints. But what you might not know is that uh, November 2nd is Commemoration of the Faithful Departed. Now, they're very similar, All Saints Day, Commemoration of the Faithful Departed. And uh, for full disclosure, here at Zion, we kind of blend the two, November 1st, November 2nd, uh, All Saints Day, Commemoration of the Faithful Departed. Uh, Each year, we have the roll call of those who have gone into heaven uh, since the last celebration. And here at Zion, we always celebrate it on the first Sunday in November. But the actual dates, as we dive into it a little bit, is November 1st, All Saints Day, November 2nd, Commemoration of the Faithful Departed. So with that background information, and maybe some more information than you really wanted to know, we need to dive in and say, what exactly is All Saints Day, and what is it exactly that we remember on All Saints Day? And let's add a third question to that. Uh, What does it mean to be called a saint? So all that's where we're going to dive into today. So as we get started... What is it in the Lutheran Church or the church in general that we celebrate or remember on All Saints Day? Well, I think uh, it's important for us to uh, sort of put into perspective, um, I think a lot of us are familiar with um, the Catholic Church and how they really honor saints um, and, you know, specific individuals that have uh, that have been heroes of the faith, you know. Uh, that's not really our focus in the Lutheran Church in Lutheran circles as much as as it is in other uh, Christian uh, denominations. It's more so just remembering all of those who have been in the faith, who have been called as God's children, and especially for those, as Pastor was talking about, those who have passed on before us, um, loved ones, but yet. They are ordinary people, you know, uh, people that 
have been saved by God's grace and uh, through faith, we are remembering these people. And uh, um, so we're focusing on celebrating what God has done in and through the lives of his people and what he continues to do. Um, his saving work that he does of eternal life um, from generation to generation to generation through all people. And this is the great family of faith that that God um, welcomes us into in baptism and 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 through faith. And um, so, you know, oftentimes I think All Saints Day can be a real somber time, um, but we are celebrating in in many ways this faith that God has has given to each and every one of us as as his people, followers of Christ. Well, it's an interesting opportunity here at Zion each year as we celebrate All Saints Day, commemoration of the faithful departed, because generally speaking, usually here at Zion, we have about 20 to 24 names on that list that have departed uh, the faithful here since the previous All Saints Day. It's an opportunity for the church First of all, to be reminded, who is it that has gone into heaven this past year? It's a time for families to uh, celebrate and be reminded of their loved ones and let the church remember their loved ones. Mm -hmm. After uh, a loved one has gone into heaven, it's easy to see that everybody else around us goes back to their daily lives. They go back to living where they were. And it's easy to sometimes say, does anybody else remember that my husband passed away? Does anybody remember that my grandmother passed away? I mean, uh, they've gone to back to their daily lives and I'm still struggling. And so in that sense, as Vicar was saying, it can be somber, uh, sad in losing a loved one, especially someone that we've been very close to. But inside that somber nature, as Christians, we need to be reminded our loss is their gain. Uh, they are now with the Lord, and while they are no longer here with us and we miss them, we wish that they were here, it's an opportunity for us to celebrate, ah, but they're with Christ. Mm -hmm. They have, their their struggles in this life have been taken away from them, the illness, whatever it was that they struggle with in this life is now gone, and they have received the crown of everlasting life. And with that idea of crown, it kind of leads us into the next one. What does it mean for us to be saints? I mean, we talk about it, we try to think it, but what does it really mean to say for us to be saints? Yeah, I mean, I think many of us are familiar with uh, sporting teams that have taken on uh, saints as a name. Um, and, you know, we hear saints a lot and but like, what does it really mean within within our church circles, within with within Christianity, and especially within what we believe in our Lutheran circles? Um, simply put, right, the understanding of being a saint is to be made righteous before God by God, and being made righteous is kind of an interesting. Um, concept as well. What does it mean to be made righteous? It just means really to be made in right relationship with God. And, um, you know, this is obviously something that we cannot do on our own. Righteousness is not accomplished by us. It is accomplished by God himself um, for our sake. And, um, so we are made righteous before God by God. That's a beautiful statement, made right with God. Instead of being on the wrong side, 
we're on the right side. Right. And and uh, that's something I think that all of us can really come to understand. Nobody likes to be on the wrong side of an issue. I mean, who wants to be on the wrong side of the losing team on the sports field? I mean, who wants to be on the wrong side of the law, so to speak? We all want to be on the right side, the correct side, and to know that God does it for us on behalf of us because we can't do it. So we're being made right with God. What a beautiful way to be able to say made righteous, to be made right with God by his action. Yeah, it's it's to, you know, remind ourselves that God wants uh, to have, wants to have to do with us. Uh, you know, God wants um, a relationship with us. God loves us. God is gracious to us, and it is because of God's grace that we are made his people, his children. Um, We talked about before our uh, stewardship sermon series a little bit about baptism. Uh, You know, we're welcomed into God's family um, in the waters of baptism. We are we are given that status of being God's very child, and um, so you know this idea of righteousness being given to us is is something that um, really it's important for us to focus on the fact that it is not something accomplished by what we do. We have to remind ourselves that um, it is by God's grace alone that we are made righteous. And um, certainly it's not an identity that we can really, you know, it's Yes, we are made saints and uh, we're set apart from the rest of the world in that we are a people of the faith, right? But it's not something that immediately should uh, we should puff ourselves up about or, or um, you know, I think a lot of times we can really cast judgment on other people because of this. I think we're a people of the faith, but that does not negate the fact that we are still sinners. Well, here's an interesting thought about that. Think about it this way. I'm a saint, and you're outside the church, you're not a saint. I'm not a saint because, wow, isn't he such a great guy? Look at all the great things he does. Wow, he is just awesome. He gives all this money, he does all this work, he gives spreading the gospel. Wow, he's a saint, he's a great guy. But you're not a saint as if you're not a great guy and you're not doing these things. See, this being the sainthood is not about all the wonderful things I did or the money that I spent or the things that I didn't do. It makes me better than you. No, it's not about my actions. My sainthood is about his action. And that's that's that grace that we've been talking about. And it's much more important to be able to realize that he's the one that has set us apart. So it's easy to think sometimes that I'm a saint and you're not. Boy, I'm much better than you because hey, I got this little I got this little halo over my head. <laughs> look at me, I'm pretty awesome. I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't go to bars, I don't carouse, I, I'm always in church and I'm always praying. And wow, I'm just awesome. Well, if that's what I think sainthood is all about, then I'm missing the point. Because the point is not what I do or don't do. The point is Christ. That's where the focus, when we talk about sainthood or saints, needs to always be. 
who are we in Christ Jesus? Not what are we doing or not doing or could be doing, but who are we in Christ Jesus? And we've used the terminology throughout, set apart. Um, So being set apart means God's action, not my action. I can't set myself apart because on my own, I'm just like everybody else all around me. But in Christ, oh, all of a sudden, that becomes different. And Luther really talked about this. This is the the terminology that I think if we're going to talk about who we are as a saint, that we really need to be focusing on how Luther referred to it. Yeah, Martin Luther actually uh, taught a lot about um, this. He he, he taught this concept that he called simultaneously sinner and saint. And the Latin, uh, though you don't need to memorize this, is simul jestus et peccator. Wow, that was impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to show off sometimes. There uh, you go. <laughs> no, I uh, simultaneously sinner and saint. And what he means by this is basically uh, th- this whole concept is about identity, Um who we are at all times, right? Um, In our Christian daily lives, we are always at all times simultaneously sinner and saint. We, We have been made righteous by God through his uh, grace, and we've been set apart um, as his people, right? But at the same time, we live in a sinful world and we constantly participate in that sin each and every day. So, you know, we are, this is, this is an interesting um, paradox, right? It's, it's, we're at the same time, always a sinner and at the same time, a saint. And uh, the apostle Paul really uh, wrote about this a lot as well. Um, especially like in Romans seven, he, he talks about, um, verses 15 through 20, he talks about how he does what he doesn't want to do, which is sin, but he uh, doesn't do what he wants to do, which is obey the law. Um, and so he's, you know, getting at this life that he lives. Um, he wants to obey the law. He wants to not sin, but he's always sinning. And yet, you know, he he's navigating this life um, as a sinner and simultaneously a saint because he acknowledges a lot in his letters as well that Christ has called him to something greater. And I, I really like how Paul says it here because it it's very descriptive. For I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do not do what I want to, what I know I should do. I mean, it, and it sounds so much like our lives. Think about all the things. I know I shouldn't do it. I know that I shouldn't act this way. I know that I shouldn't say those things, and I do it anyway. I mean, and to know that the Apostle Paul, the great evangelist, he struggled with the exact same things that we struggle with today, mm-hmm. saying the things we shouldn't say, doing the things we shouldn't do, and yet God loves us anyway. I mean, what an awesome, awesome thing that is. And how Paul, when he's talking to Timothy, talks about, I'm the foremost of sinners. Uh, who likes to admit that? I'm, hey, I'm the bad guy here. Uh, and yet Paul, as he's delivering the message of being sinner and saint, in a sense, is saying, hey, you may think I'm this great guy. Hey, I'm a sinner too. 
confirmation class, one of the things I often say is, yep, when I announce the absolution or the, the announcement of forgiveness in the worship service, when I say I, uh, by virtue of my office as a call and ordained servant, the word forgive you all your sins, I need it as much as everybody else. And then I always add in there, just ask my kids, they'll be sure to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I think it's important for us to realize that all of us in this life need that, that we all struggle with our sins, but as in the part being part of the faithful, we are also part of this uh, sainthood. So we need this same time, so to speak. You know, salvation is not meeting God halfway, not doing self-help books, not praying more, not being in worship more. It's about the faith that is given to us by Christ Jesus. Now, should we be in worship more often? Yes. Should we use the proper language? Absolutely. Uh, should we get into God's word? Absolutely. All that is true. But doing that doesn't make us a saint. What makes us as a saint is what Christ has done for us and is doing. We are a saint because of him, not because of us. Now, we get to do all those things that we should do in our sainthood, but it doesn't make us a saint. It's kind of a strange concept when you stop to think about it. You would seem to think, eh, don't I have to do something to be a saint? No, it's 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 all that gift. And really, the the neat thing, even though you might think, well, we're on uh, going through the church calendar now, we're doing All Saints Day, it really fits very much into what we talk about uh, living the faith. Mm -hmm. in, a in a sense, it should be shaping our lives as believers. Our Christian life should be shaped by the fact that we are a sinner and we are a saint at the same time. And, and so it dives into the deep understanding of the law shows us our sin and what we are to avoid. It should guide us in our daily life, but ultimately it's the faith that is given to us in Christ Jesus, his grace, that makes all the difference of that. So think about it for a moment. All right, with everything we've just said, what does that mean for us as the people of faith? What, is it, what does it mean for us when we say we're people of faith? Because we've been made righteous, and Peter talks about it, doesn't he, Vicar, here, as to relate it to how that is. Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite um, areas of Scripture, uh, where the Apostle Peter, in his first epistle, uh, chapter 2, verses 9 uh, through 10, uh, he writes... But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We are a chosen people, as Peter writes. Um, we are chosen by God. Um, to do something uh, that is great. We proclaim the excellencies as our calling. And I know Pastor Marcus was talking about how this really fits in with our living the faith. I think this also really fits in with what we've talked about with stewardship, telling the next generation about um, how, um, how we are a people of the faith and, and we are constantly encouraging and welcoming others into uh, that faith as well. Um, this is, and I, and I love the imagery that Peter provides here with um, being called out of darkness into a marvelous light. What, what wonderful imagery that is um, in regards to our sainthood and um, being a people of faith. And what interesting words these were when Peter wrote them. Uh, now, these were 
words that were so welcomed by the Gentiles as they were coming into the church. Yeah. But can you imagine what the Jewish Christian, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. We're the chosen people. We're, we're, you know, we're the sons and daughters of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What do you mean these Gentiles are now part of that? And yet that's exactly what it says. Once you were not a people, now you are a people. And that's the beauty for us today to know whether we're Jew or Greek or Slovak or Scandinavian or German or whatever we might be, uh, that indeed all of that is now a chosen race, not because of who and what we've done, but because of what Christ has done, is doing, and continues to do for each and every one of us. And really, it proclaims and calls out who and what we are, the calling that is ours now in Christ Jesus, because of his great love and care and concern for us. Well, All Saints Day. It's one of those celebrations that comes around each year. Uh, as I said here, uh, November 2nd is commemoration of the faithful departed. It's uh, time for us here at Zion Lutheran Church to have the roll call of those who have been called into heaven. It's a time to reflect back. And again, we're not lifting them up as, oh, look at all these great people that went on to heaven before us. No, but it's an opportunity for us to be reminded how Christ worked in their life, how Christ continues to work in our life, and how we uh, move forward in living the faith and passing that on from generation to generation. May the Lord bless your study this week as you dive into the readings, as you're reminded of how All Saints Day, Commemoration of the Faithful Departed, is coming up. And next week, we're going to dive back into baptism. We're going to get back into who and what is in baptism and how the Spirit works through that. So this week, focus in on the saints and those who have gone on before us. And get ready. We're getting back into baptism. Lord's blessings be with each and every one of you as you study this week. Thanks for joining us on our Living the Faith podcast this week. This podcast is a ministry of Zion Lutheran Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. To contact us, learn more, or for more resources on our journey this year, please visit zionbismarck.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast was made possible by a grant from Lutheran Church Extension Fund. We thank them for their support. Please join me in prayer as we begin our new week. Blessed Lord, you have caused all Holy Scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of your Holy Word, you may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening. Tuning next time as we continue learning how God's truth in the Scriptures applies to our daily life. God bless your reading this week.